Welcome to another week, and in fact, the final week for the season of Radio Melee. That's right, it's the Radio Melee season finale. And uh, who better to get on than the mastermind behind Smash Summit 14, and really Smash Summit in general, Mikey, a.k.a. The Cheat. What's, What's up, up, guys? What's up, bud? Really glad to be here. Uh, glad to have you time, on. Long time, technically second time, because I did call in on the Nick Yingling episode. Uh, sure, you true. got hype. I did get That hyped. is true. Because <laughs> we all did, right? As we all I did. I had to. I was, I was crusading. Yeah. Dude, Yingling, um, I got to say, it's cool seeing Yingling around all the time, you know? Um, <laughs> just a great guy. And, and I feel like, yeah, I feel like, you know, you kind of introduced us to him you know i feel like that wouldn't happen without you and, and i think that was overall really a net positive uh just for the community so i'm, I guess we I'm should glad you feel that. that way because not everyone does <laughs> but that's all right i mean he's not a net negative right nick right. Yingling no, we is know not, that. yeah let's just okay i think i think we can agree that nick yingling on the smash community either net positive or like totally fucking neutral yeah, but nick not yingling. a net negative Yingling is a zero-sum game in and of himself. Let's go. We'll take that. At least. <laughs> I love that, dude. Yeah. Um, so here we are. Uh, we just got out of a crazy tournament. I think one that I will say I had a lot of fun at. And just in general, it feels like a lot of people really liked. You know, I was kind of had my ear to the ground, as I do. Uh, and, and uh, you know, even Lovage was, like, Lovage was my roommate. And he was saying, dude, this is a great summit. This is just really, I mean, obviously, it's always fun. And he was saying he was on Reddit a bunch. And he was like, oh, you know. People are just loving it. People are having a good time. The matches are great. Commentary's fresh. The the side events, actually, the, I got to shout you out for this one. The side events were phenomenal. I feel mm -hmm. like the side events, the theme, very rarely, I know I'm going on a bit of a rant here, very rarely do all of the side events tie so seamlessly into the theme. Yeah. I thought that was really great. Um, yeah, that was kind of on accident in a way, you know? Like, we're... <sighs> Summit has been in kind of, I don't know if you've noticed, but Summit's been in kind of a weird place lately where um, we have been switching up some things with the voting system. I yep. mean, obviously, we've had a lot of, like, personnel turnover with, uh, like, Slime leaving and then Aiden and then Ken Chen. Mm. Uh, and, like, I am now the most senior of the people who, like, <laughs> operate Smash on, like, a creative level there. Which yeah. is fucking crazy, because I've only been there for, like, 15 months or something like that. Mm. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and we've been around for so long. There have been more Smash Summits now than Dota Summits, believe it or not. Wow. Um, right. So, like, and the the Smash calendar is just so, like, congested that we have to, like, find ways to, like, work in this new, like, ecosystem. And, mm -hmm. um... You know, some of that is like switching up kind of how we view side events. Whereas, you know, before we would do stuff like, I don't know, throwing like a bunch of stuff at the wall and kind of seeing what sticks. Doing like, you know, for Summit 13, for example, we had the whole Survivor theme. And that involved like 13 uh, <laughs> different challenges. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, but focusing more on sort of like gameplay and player personality stuff in particular um fitting it to the theme as much as possible uh and also like just making sure that what we have is not going to be an idea that you see it on stream you see it one time 
and then you're bored for the rest of the side event. That's those are the things that we're focusing on. And I think we we hit like a pretty yeah. good balance here of, of all of that stuff. And I'm I'm really glad the reception has been as positive as it is. Um, you mean yeah. something like you're saying like like you don't want the kind of situation where people go, oh, this is a cool idea, but it's only cool because of the idea, and it's not actually fun to watch for the whole for the for the for the exactly event or something. Like yeah. That. And- and that's why we were talking earlier a little bit before the show about like wheel of bullshit is an idea that I liked a lot because you take all of these individual ideas that aren't necessarily strong enough to be their own mm-hmm. concept for a full bracket and you mash them all together. So you get these little little mm. bursts of very inspired things uh, that quickly move on to the next thing. And I think the controller bracket was kind of that way, too. Yeah. Um, where we're just there's just so much information coming at you all at once that you can never like possibly be bored of it. Um, yeah, that was great. I think that I, it, the the group projects blew my expectations out of the water. Oh, I was a little worried I about was that stunned. one. Did you see those PP? Yeah, I saw a decent amount of them. Yeah, I yeah. So they they did not pitch. They told us the idea, you know, when we did the commentator orientation. And they were like, yeah, you know, and Mikey kind of even said, you were like, you know, they'll probably be pretty dog shit. So you didn't <laughs> use the word dog shit, but you said basically, like, you know, feel free to feel free to interject and roast them. Like, you know, feel free to just kind of jump in and be like, hey, this is, you know, that this looks fucking ugly or, or whatever. Right. Like this, like, <laughs> yeah. And and I was ready to do that. And all of the presentations were so much more well-crafted than I thought they would be. Um, and I was just kind of like, oh, shit. like, wow, this is not what I expected at all. Like, you know, Cody comes up and he's like, yeah, I really only worked for this for an hour. I've been warming up all day, blah, blah, blah. We're like, okay, this is going to be zero effort. And then it was just very funny. And I would say, dare I say it, well-researched. Uh, and, yeah. And I didn't see that shit coming at all. I, I have to give a lot of credit to the players because they really could have just phoned it in. And we did They're put really like quite... In. Yeah, they could have. We put quite a lot of trust in them to like carry this side of it on their backs, but they yeah. are so down for it. You know, like I, the players are all great to work with. I have to say, yeah. Um, like this summit, and in particular, I remember Summit Thirteen when we had that kind of COVID scare, and um, <sighs> you know, we were like kind of working on the fly to like fix the tournament. <laughs> you know, like our formats kind of out of the window, and the players were like suggesting things that we could do. So. We could, mm. you know, make it all make sense. So really, you know, some some it's great. It's all just yeah. a collective of people that share like common goals and ideals in a way, which I I really appreciate. And the players are certainly part of that um, story of ecosystem. So I have to thank them a lot for you know being so uh, invested in it and caring about it so much. It's so funny because. I feel like a lot's changed in that regard, like over the years, you know, from like the early days when, uh, you know, I, and I was kind of talking to Mango about this, Mango being one of the people who kind of brings this up sometimes. He was like, you know, the original idea of these days, Smash Summit is this very um, prestigious, extremely mm. prestigious event, right? To win it, it's considered one of the hardest events to win, period. Um, at the beginning, you know, it was it was more of a fun. I mean, it's still fun. Obviously, it's or I should say, it's more fun than it's probably ever been. But at the beginning, it was kind of it was more like, well, it's not. It's like half a major, but also yeah, like you're getting a bunch <laughs> of gamers in the house and doing this thing, and 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 people didn't. Not that they didn't try hard, but it was like a diff. People, you 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 must remember like the early days where it yeah. it wasn't quite thought of. 
as a major, I feel like the way it is now, and I know this is a very loosey-goosey, abstract kind of way that I'm talking about it, but I feel like the way the top players looked at it was like different back then and the way it's kind of become a mainstay of our community, you know, that's really evolved. Yeah, I think some of that has to do with uh, how much money they're able to raise. I mean, you put you look at that mm -hmm. pot and they're like, oh, hey, this is a serious tournament. <laughs> that's another Absolutely crazy that thing that happened at this summit. The prize pool during the event went up $14,000. And Ooh, I, oh, wow. I wasn't even paying attention to that because usually, mm -hmm. you know, once voting's over, that's kind of it. It might go up like a couple thousand dollars. Right. But when it started, uh, when the event started, it was at 38K. It has jumped up to 52K now. Wow. Which is wow. crazy. Uh, okay. So, I don't know. How much of that is that the Cowboy Bebop shirt slash sweatshirt? Because that, that shirt, shirt is so sick. That shirt sold uh, about 1,700 units, which is crazy. Yeah, that's a good number of units. Yeah, that's a, lot that's of a good day at the office. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, man, because no, like, I'll just be completely straight up, and, and I'm not obviously not naming particular not, – not, not nothing. This is all to say that some summits, the merch is – some summits, the merch is okay. Some summits, the merch is okay. Some summits, the merch is like, oh, I really need that, and I really need that. And, and, oh, that looks really good, too. And and I, I, I don't know how much. I mean, I would love to do more of a deep, because I don't have any of the numbers, obviously. I've never really yeah. thought about it at any level. But I will say myself, personally, there have been summits where I show up, and, you know, you guys give the commentators some merch to wear to kind of, like, show it off on the stream. Mm -hmm. And then there are some where I literally open my phone later that day, and I put in, like, an order for one or two more things, because I'm <laughs> like, actually, they ran out of the thing I wanted, or, like, uh, Oscar got the only one left in medium or whatever, and I really want that, so I just yeah. buy some stuff the day of. And I have to imagine there's some kind of overlap there, but it is really cool because I feel like it's a really great opportunity. I mean, I have to imagine it's a great opportunity for people in the community who do merch and who do art and design and things like that uh, to kind of, you know, I feel like there's a really nice, like obvious sort of symbiotic relationship there that can happen. Yeah. And, and actually like we want to do more of that than we are already. Mm -hmm. A lot of our designs come from our um, in-house design team in Hungary, mm -hmm. and they do great work. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, you know, it's one of those things where we, before this summit, actually, were, um, you know, putting out, like, applications for, like, community artists to mm -hmm. uh, be a part of it. Um, so, yeah, that is something that we're looking to expanding into more. Um, because we just want to, you know, we want to, we want to get as many people involved as possible who do good work. Um, yeah. But yeah, for, for the most part, uh, merch is an interesting process with us. We don't really have a merch person, you know, we mm. all just kind of get mm. in the call and throw ideas around. And, uh, you know, sometimes we come up with good stuff, <laughs> I think. And, and you're so, yeah. one of the big, you're, you're really one of the big creative guys now, I guess. You're because like you said, you're the most senior smash I have to imagine you do work on other games too, but you're like the you you've been around the longest as far as the smash smash creative goes. Yeah. So to speak. Wow. Yeah. Can you can you tell us uh, exactly what what your role is overall and and what you do for the smash side and maybe what you do for the other summits too? Because I think mm -hmm. uh, you know, 
as as fun as it was having you call in for the Yingling one, there, everyone might not know what Mikey does. So I think it'd be cool to to figure out, you know, what your f- full role is. I don't think I'm fully aware even. Yeah, that was that was even before I got the job. So right. Um, my my title is creative producer. Um, and most the bulk of my work is on Smash. So okay. I, uh, you know, I kind of head up the sort of um process of concepting and coming up with themes for the smash events going over uh you know coming up with ideas for side events and executing those uh, i do a lot of writing on the content um you know i i work with the talent and the players a lot to sort of facilitate them coming to the event all that stuff and then also i do a lot of work with the um the community events that we have on our channel so uh, i interface with all of them get them Everything they need to, to stream on BTS Smash, all that good stuff. And then I do a, a little bit of work on some of our, like, it's mostly been white label projects lately that we've been working on. Um, Mogul Money, um, Juice, the XQC game show. Okay. Uh, we do some stuff for, for what corporations. Do you, what do you like do for, for that or for the other, for the non Smash things? What are they, that's uh, very it, different. It, it's similar stuff. So, like, for the XQC game show, uh, for example, we have. Um, little mini games that are a part of that and so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be Did part you come of the up with that? uh no that that's a lot of uh zane for the most part and uh dakota who is our uh creative director they they head up those projects but okay. you know there are times where I'll, I'll come in to like supplement ideas on that kind of stuff but smash has really been Did keeping you... me busy i have to say oh recently yeah uh, as we've run Ultimate Summit, we also ran an online uh, $50,000 Arcadian tournament for Papa mm. John's. Uh, and then we're rolling right into Melee Summit, which just happened. And then main stage is like three weeks out now. So it's yeah. So this is it's full been time. Oh, yeah, main stage is super soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, hey, cool. did you say real quick, did you say Zane was working on Juiced? Ipengu, yes. Did I hear Zane. that wrong? Yeah. Ipengu. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Not, okay, okay, yeah. okay. He, yeah. yeah. Just, I, oh, uh, first of all, I didn't even know that. That's yeah. But second, second of all, okay, that makes a lot more sense than what I imagined. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Which was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, I should have clarified. No, no, it's it's fine. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, because you mentioned, yeah, like main stage coming up and shit. Um, what was I gonna say? Same. Blah 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 blah. There were like there were like <laughs> two things that that you just said that I that I wanted to dig into a little bit. Ah, whatever. It'll come to me. I forgot. Want to talk about Papa John's? I mentioned that. Oh, no, I remember what I wanted to ask you. I had a funny, I had a funny question. I had a okay. funny question for you. I had a funny question for you. Uh, what is, uh, what's the, what's the, you guys are literally running this, this ultimate online Arcadian thing. Yes. Is that, yes. I've seen, have, what's, what's, do you, do you have any, I have to imagine, are there, are there any funny stories from that? Like anything about like players getting salty in the Star GG chat or anything like that? Because yeah. I, I wonder what that's like logistically even. There's been some wacky stuff, you know, the, I think the funniest thing is that we've had a good dozen or so people, uh, mm. be like, I thought this was a multiverses tournament. I don't even own a really? Nintendo switch. So I have to drop out now, which is crazy. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that you should just, that should just be something that that should be obvious. I know what would you think be. it is. <laughs> But it keeps happening somehow. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like if I, I if I had a nickel for every time this happened, I'd have ten cents. But it's weird that it happened twice. That's you know? Wow. Uh, yeah. So that's a thing. Uh, the Arcadians are crazy in general. You know, Onan, 
who won Smash Con and Gommel. Onin was eligible for this because they weren't a top uh, a PGR ranked player when registration opened for the events, Um, and so they participated and didn't qualify for the finals because they got double eliminated by a 16-year-old Olimar player from Wisconsin named 34. What? Every part of that yeah. sentence is weird. I know. Why is this right? guy 34? I don't know. He's, he's not 34. He's 16, which is yeah. confusing because yeah. 34 no, isn't. I have no explanation for any of this. Sorry, so, I'm yeah. just thinking about the Olimar Steve matchup and what would change online. Because isn't Steve really good? Isn't Steve probably yeah. really good online? Steve's probably really good online. Dude, I it it blew me away when that happened. I, hey, I, I that open. If anyone in my chat has anything to say about the Steve Olimar, if I have any <laughs> ultimate heads, you know, but I'm actually like actually I'm actually thinking about it and I'm confused. Um, that's Please really funny. Help. I love when things like that happen. Please um, help us. Wow, do people. Anyway, okay, I'm not going to go too into it. That's just that is really funny. That it's a melee really show. <laughs> it's a melee show. It's a melee show, but that is really funny. Um, wow, <laughs> uh, the multiverse thing is also wild. I wonder if there was like some multiverse guy that like retweeted it or something like. Oh, there's this like astroturf. Thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and 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 they forgot to mention to their audience that hey, it's not a multiverse tournament. It's actually so oh, fun. You like, know, now that you're mentioning like it, that. I think it's Void because we did work with Void to promote mm-hmm. the event, and so uh, I think a lot That'll of people might it. have seen it from Void. But I mean, he definitely mentioned this is a Super Smash Bros. Ultimate tournament when he was talking about it. Fascinating. Yeah, people should know that Void plays that game. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, so to every I should mention at this point in the show, at this point in the program, to everybody in chat, mm-hmm. uh, hey, hey, we need you for the next part of the program. Uh well, pretty soon. Not not direct. We're we're gonna do some other stuff first. Uh in particular, we're gonna answer the community voice. But before we even get into that, I just wanted to let everybody know if you wanna hop on, you wanna ask Mikey the biggest brain in the industry. <laughs> About what it's like running the largest scale tournaments and what it's like being fucking sick and what Nick Yingling smells like. Mm-hmm. These are all things you could ask Mikey by typing in exclamation mark radio melee. And in doing so, you're going to be able to join our Discord. You just hop in that submit topics here channel and you can ask us whatever you want. And then you get to talk to us live on air. It's that easy. Uh, it's, 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 it's so simple. Don't ask me questions in my Twitch chat. Every time I do this, like three people ask a question in Twitch chat. That's not how it works. You guys are all so stupid, but that's okay. We love you anyway around these parts. Um, and with that, with that, um, I guess before we get into the community voice, I guess I should ask you about main stage a little bit because that's actually the next Smash oh, yeah. event that I'm going to be going to. Uh, how are you feeling about it? Are you, you know, we had, we had, for example, before we had uh, Big House, we had, we had Joe Guy on. Actually, we had shared it on. We had Joe Guy on a video. We had shared it on Radio Mail. But, you know, we talked about the process and running a big-ass tournament. Uh, an open bracket major, and obviously main stage is kind of a newer addition to the Beyond the mm-hmm. Summit uh, repertoire. Although I guess the first one was, it's, I guess it's been going on since you joined. But um, how different is that in terms of your the way you think about it? What's an insight that I wouldn't have expected you to say uh, when it comes to the difference between running a thing like main stage versus like a Smash Summit? No sure. Pressure. Yeah, I'll be honest. Main stage 2021 was kind of a, a kick in the head to me. Um, it was really the first major tournament that I had ever run. Um, you know, obviously I, I run smash camp, um, Mm -hmm. but 
that is that is a tournament that will forever be capped around like 300 people uh mm -hmm. which gives you a ton more flexibility to um you know kind of focus on aspects of the event other than the logistics of it and i think as a result mm. of sort of that inexperience the the schedule suffered a bit at main stage 2021 um you know in a way that uh we were running pretty long hours for instance mm -hmm. uh you know we kind of ran through doubles uh, you know all the way through on friday it took like eight hours for some people uh and then mm -hmm. we had 10 a.m pools the next day that some people had to wake up for uh and then we ran all the way uh you know to uh, just about 10 a uh 10 p.m that night going from uh you know round one pools all the way through to top 16 uh on saturday so this time i uh i'm focusing a little bit more on the attendee experience uh mm. to make sure that problems like that don't happen again um i guess more broadly on main stage i um you know, I worry about tournaments that kind of market themselves as like, hey, please come out. This is going to be the big one, you know, like and that's why you should be there. And we do have like the summit spots, obviously, up for grabs at this tournament. But um, I think for next year's main stage in particular, I would like to sort of, um, you know, use this year as sort of reps to get me a good, like, major building experience under my belt that I feel good about, and then next year, take it somewhere where we can have a little bit more of that creative freedom. Because I'm, I'm mm. still new at this, to be honest, you know? Like, I, uh, I think that a lot of the work that I have done uh, in the community has been sort of on that more creative focus side, and, you know, creative producer is my job. Mm. Uh, but I... Every every day in this job, I am learning that I uh, I have a lot to learn about the way that things work in this community. And I think the good news is that I have a lot of people who are able to help me out with that sort of thing. Uh, and more and more, I'm you know being in contact with those sorts of people. So this is this is a long ramble about me. That's pretty. But yeah, yeah, that's that, how I no, feel. That, that's definitely pretty sick to hear, and I feel like it's. Uh... It's I I guess I know what you mean by like it's the this is the big one because it's like yeah they can't all be the big one exactly right but yeah that's it is funny because with main stage it's like yeah you really can yeah I mean I I've always I've always really liked even since the first main stage I went to I've always really liked that event um, because to me it always felt like you could really feel the kind of beyond the summit touch um, mm -hmm. and and. You know, I felt like it kind of occupied this neat place in the ecosystem just because of kind of when it lands on the tournament's ca calendar. You know, I think some people see it as a some of the top players, I should say, see it as something like a warm up for the tournaments that invariably come after it. Like, for example, last year it was Summit was literally after it. Right. And then I guess this year there's the circuit finales or what have you. Uh, but but I always thought it was like a really neat uh, kind of event. Uh, just because of that, and I feel like it. Uh, I don't know. There was like the Nasby thing last year. I got to cast yeah. that with Coney. Like that was <laughs> fucking fun for like no reason, you know. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I've got a lot of fond memories from that event. Obviously, the first one had the roast of Bobby Scar as well, which was insane. Um, uh, and 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 obviously that was a very different experience. Um, uh, but yeah, I've got a really I've got a really soft spot for it. So I hope everything goes well there. And uh, 
Can't wait to see what ends up happening. Good. Yeah, it should be it should be a fun time. You know, we always okay. good thing about main stage is I, I think you're right. It does, you know, we try to, you know, have a bit of a, a, a little BTS touch there. I do think our production value last time was was pretty nice, Ooh. pretty cool. All that Dude, kind of the stuff. Lights, the lighting was so yeah. sick. Mm-hmm. I remember being in there and like, okay, you know, sometimes you see some really dope esports photos, like, but you see the photo and you're like, oh, the lighting in this photo looks really cool, but there's no way it looks like that in person. And yeah. you just know there's no way it looks that good in person. But for some reason, I don't know, you guys had some little like vapor thing or something. Anyway, I remember I was, I was, I was in there and I was like, I was like, dude, this shit looks like a movie for, for some fucking reason. Yeah. It was it really cool. So sick. Yeah and, yeah. and to anyone who saw the photos and you're probably like, well, there's no way it looks like that in person. Actually looked like that in person. It was so sick. Yeah, I, I do think that like the in-person spectator experience was was pretty good at last main stage. And I think a lot of that is one attributed to our, our production team and everyone who, you know, is is a part of the process of planning. It's just it's 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 crazy how cracked they all are. And I yeah, I'm super thankful to just work with so many talented people. Uh, and they do such a great job at, at all of that stuff. Um, mm. But also, I think that I think you might have been talking about this on commentary, actually, at Summit this weekend. But uh, the the Summit qualifying spots not only, you know, are like kind of bait to like lure people to come to the tournament. Please, God. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, that's yeah. <laughs> but I do think that it creates a, a really interesting, um, you know, storyline at the event that. Um, it's kind of unusual because I think that a lot of people who are really in touch with their scenes are really interested in seeing like even round two pools matches, top 64 matches that people of their region are a part of. Uh, and then it's kind of a bit of a lull until, um, you know, the end of the tournament hits and you, mm-hmm. your storyline becomes like who is going to win the thing. But right. this kind of the the main stage dynamic kind of fills in the middle a little bit. I uh-huh. feel, and it gives stakes to some of these sort of like later round top sixty four matches that aren't usually there. I think I think casters need to do myself. Casters like myself, as well as I guess if you want to say whoever could be held accountable for reminding the casters to bring it up, should do a better job of pointing that out. And what I mean by that is. I had totally forgotten that Sunsei was about to qualify for Summit as I was. I, I don't know if I was the one casting the match that, qual- that got him qualified, uh, but I'm talking about yeah, Big, yeah. Big House, of course, right? <laughs> um, I didn't realize it until after the tournament was over. And so I feel like it would be really good even to have on graphics. Like I can imagine a top eight graphic that has um, glow, you know, it shows the graphic. And imagine it shows a little glowy spot for the Summit qualifying spots or some shit. You know, like I feel like that's the kind of thing because – it's one thing if the spot is on the line, but it's another thing if people act, people need to actually know about it. I know it gets a little bit confusing because, uh, you know, maybe it's like the top six get in, but but maybe Mango's in the top six or someone who's going to, however, I guess, I guess at main stage, nobody's invited yet, so it's just whoever's top six. But like at Big House, for example, at Big House, I, you know, who won the tournament? Amsa, obviously, and second place, first and second place down to however yeah. much were already invited. So, that's I feel like that's something that could be called out a little bit better. But you're right that I think that is something that uh that gives a little bit of gives a little bit of oomph to it yeah. before you even get down into those final slots. So that's a yeah. that's a mental note I'm gonna make for my own casting as well. Just yeah. to point that kind of shit out. People that's forget. a great point. I, I hope People you appreciate it also this weekend that we tried to up our like uh presentation of information about players a little bit with the cards and with the head to head. Oh, those were nice. I like the quotes. Yeah. 
I yeah. like the quotes. Did you ask them for any of the quotes or did no. you just pick shit out? Perfect. I went to Twitter.com and I got searching and just threw them on there. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> you know, uh, you could have gotten the, the, the three hands one for JFlex. That's right. I You know about that one? That's an oversight on my part. I do know it's about fine. the three hands bit. Yeah. You know about the three hands bit, PP? No. He wants some local or something, and I think he tweeted something to the effect of, damn, I feel like I'm playing melee with three hands. <laughs> oh. Two hands on the controller, one hand on my... You I know see. What. I see. I, th he was, I think he was I'm at liberty himself. to... Uh, yes. Yeah. I think I'm at liberty to, to say this, but we actually filmed a whole content piece that we didn't get to finish this weekend. About JFlex having three hands? It, it involves the JFlex three hand bit. So <laughs> wow, uh, yeah. we, we will be releasing that, I think. Uh, oh, you're going to release it. Oh, fuck yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, so I saw something on it. the... I saw something on the media schedule about yeah. something, 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 so I'm not going to spoil yeah, anything. It, but I there did was a see little it. bit. There was a little bit in the recap, also. I'm not sure if anyone caught that, but <laughs> I did not catch that. Okay, yeah, there's there's a little bit of something from the from the that video in the recap. Beautiful, and I'll wait. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, with that, let's get in. Let's do our community voice. Let's respond to what the the good people of the internet internet had to say about me and PP's question from last week, and then we'll get into some callers. We got some. Uh, we got a good bit of questions coming in already, and we got a repeat guest uh, who I don't want to spoil by the name of Aiden, who I just spoiled, uh, <laughs> waiting in the wings. So, uh, without further ado, let's see what uh, let's see what the people had to say to the question of what was our question, PP. We had two. One was about oh, yeah, that's right. what we what we thought was best about melee that wasn't a competitive thing related to the game, and the other was what would you say to the winner of Summit? And I see a lot of these comments are edited, so I'm wondering if some people. I'm wondering if some people uh, are going to change their answer. I was wondering if people were going to edit. I'm, I'm watching. Maybe they answers. answered one and then, they edited, then right. they edited it in so they could have another one, you know? Yeah, uh, Richard Liu, the melee UI UX work art. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. yeah, dead ass. So, you know, that's like, apparently that's Sakurai's wife. She did mm -hmm. all the menus Whoa. and shit. I didn't um, yeah, and and she's, she's done, she's done, apparently this is the story, at least I've heard. Uh, she's done them for like a lot of the Smash games. Um, and she also did them for for games that that bear a resemblance um, in terms of the UI UX, like for example, Kirby's Air Ride. Uh, it's so really similar. See, it's so similar, right? Kirby's Air Ride actually really feels like uh, the brawl menu kind of style. With it's it's yeah. a little bit more like Melee is more streamlined, like where it's like you know top to bottom. Whereas you know the more modern Smash games, Kirby's Air Ride, they're kind of the buttons are all over the place. Uh, I really like, I, I, for, for what it's worth, I think that Melee, to me, maybe it's just because I play the most Melee, but I've always really liked, I feel like it strikes a really cool balance between, it's like easy to understand, but also you can fuck around a little bit. Like, I remember I was like, oh shit, you can use the C-stick to swivel the menu around? That was, Melee is the first game where you could do that. Does Not it like do fucking anything? No. Uh, can you just use it to annoy your friends? Yes. Uh, and I love that about it. That is beautiful. Yeah. Um, you can read the next one. This person's name is too difficult, so I'm not attempting it, but they did answer both questions. And for the first one, they said, whoever came up with Pokefloats as a stage, I love you. There are so many janky stages that are no longer tournament legal, and I wish we could occasionally have more stacked tournaments like the offseason where Mew City is legal, because why not? It is a fair mm. question, but I think a lot of top players wouldn't want to deal with it, but that's what we have Summit for. Uh, other answer for what would we say to the winner summit? Everyone knows it's been your turn to win something huge, so I'm gonna just call it out. Good stuff, Jay Mook. And then they edited to say, I mean, you can't really complain about getting eliminated by Hbox. Uh, oh man, uh, I mean, you can complain, man. I think, I think, yeah, I think Jay Mook, uh, 
Well, he won't see this episode, so that's okay. But otherwise, yeah, it's actually, be very he watches. It turns out Jay Mook watches a lot of our dude. Jay Mook came up to me. Side no note, shout out to Jay Mook. Jay Mook at at Summit. Uh, Pipsqueak was playing Falcon against Ty to warm up for like you know Kadoran mm-hmm. or whatever or was it Kadoran? Oh, whatever. It was warming yeah. up in the or yeah, Pipsqueak was warming up for uh, for Kadoran and Pipsqueak was playing uh, Falcon as as he does because he's a Falcon player for Marth, which we talked about in Radio Melee. Mm-hmm. And Jaymu came up and he was like, "Dude, I love Pipsqueak's Falcon." And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Yeah." It's like like I saw the Radio Melee episode where he was on oh, and no. blah blah blah. And basically, and then we got into how like having a secondary as a counterpick for like certain matchups is like a kind of an old school thing. Um, side note, it's really funny, dude. Jmook, I see what you're doing, bro. Um, dude, every now and then I feel like Jmook just brings up chat. Let me know if you agree with this. I feel like Jmook sometimes brings up like, yo, by the way, I'm more old school than people think I am. He like kind of like does a little like old school, it's like not a name drop, but like an old school drop. Uh, do you, you know what I'm talking that. about at all? What, what? You he, can't do that? He do, no, you can't do that when you've been in the community for shorter than I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's been in the community for longer than we give him credit for. It's just It feels like he's super new school because he got super good really quick. Yeah. Um, but, you know, okay, to be fair, I think he'd been going to tournaments since like 2016 or whatever. Yeah, I get yeah. it, J-Mook. Hey. You've been around the block and you just never left upstate New York. Um but I'm glad I'm glad you do now. I love seeing Jmook everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh in, in, in shout out to Jmook when he hopefully watches this episode. And if he doesn't, then Yeah, yeah for sure, man. Love I you. Fucking love Thank that you dude. for watching. Anyway. Uh yeah, but no, it was it was, it was cool. I will say it was cool, uh, because we, we got into talking about counterpicks and, and having a having pocket counterpicks for certain matchups and stuff like that. And mm. and how Pipsqueak is kind of holding the torch for that. Carrying the torch for that in a minor way right now with, with the Falcon thing. Space Opera says, Melee is a tremendous soundtrack, which I don't think people appreciate nearly enough. Agreed. Fountain of Dreams. Fountain of Dreams is actually my favorite neutral stage. Big mm-hmm. Blue Corneria on it. On it's my favorite music in the game. Uh, have me- beautiful instrumentation really set the tone for the battle in a lovely way. Yeah, you know, yep. it's funny because like I feel like... Dude, I feel like Melee... There's a lot of little things about Melee where it's like if the game came out any earlier than it did, it wouldn't be nearly as good in that way. And like this is one of them, right? Because like... Yeah. Think about the way the music sounds on the GameCube. And then you think about, like, one generation sooner. Like, you know, Smash 64. Like, obviously, Smash 64 is good music. But, like, there's so much more that we were able... Or that they were able to do with the GameCube. And then, like, it's, it's just, like... Same way with the graphics. It's like mm-hmm. if 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 it was one generation earlier, I feel like it wouldn't have aged that well. But the GameCube, like what it was able to provide, was like just good enough Perfect that it's timing. kind of immortal. Perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, really well said on that. I do like a lot of these answers. Kevin Binder does come in with he's he's towing the line on this competitive stuff. I will say that. Mm. He's talking about the language of Melee from the official terms like L Cancel, which everyone universally loves, and Fast mm. Fall to community right. mainstays like Wave Dash or Gentleman. There are so many ubiquitous phrases that are mostly unique mm. to Melee. Scar Jump, Ken Combo, Armada Shine, Nipple Spike, Roy Zone, Invisible Ceiling Glitch, V Cancel, IAS, IASA Frames, or Isaiah Frames as I've heard them called, <laughs> Nair Outer Shield, and so on. It's a fantastic game to have discourse about. And then their uh, second one, they they popped off for Jmook. Let the Reign of Sheik begin. I agree. Congrats to Jmook on on his big win. Dude, we're going to need... I straight up, I, you know, like, okay, we... Amsa got his win, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Amsa got it out of the way. I'm fully Jmook-pilled 
I'm on he the needs, I'm, he needs, oh, yeah. I'm full he, on the Jay Book He needs to need take two sets off of Hungry Box in Grands. That's what we need. Dude, but the thing is, he could totally do it. I mean, he's done it before, yeah. and, and it's all it's like fucking he did always it. game five. I mean, he, he, did, he did. actually did it this weekend. He just didn't he, yeah. he just did the Sheik Fair or the Zelda Fair, rather. It seemed like literally such a did fucking it. good idea. It was such a good idea, right? I was like, that's so big brain. Yeah. Uh, it was it was an do? inspired moment and it just happened to not work. And then he got rolled out on, which sucks. Man, dude, the rollout. I hate rollout. I hate that. I hate that. Sorry. Sorry. Shane, when you watch this episode, I'm sorry. Whatever. I'm sure you're over it at this point. <laughs> like, I'm sure you're not still thinking about it. But if you are, dude, um, whatever. First of all. Dude, I hate that that rollout happened. And my first thought that flashed through my brain was like. Oh my God, Ludwig's going to be so happy. He hit him with the Ludwig. Yes. <laughs> that's was so, exactly literally my so. first thought. My first oh, thought no. was like, dude, oh, rollouts. It's such a bad move. I hate, I hate, I hate when it's good. I hate when it's good. I actually get so viscerally annoyed by rollout. I guess if you're ever going to use of Ludwig. it, it's when your opponent is on FD and they don't have a double jump anymore uh, yeah. and they're falling back down to the stage. But even then, right. even then, should even not then, work. Do not even be then. Ludwig build. Oh, dude, I know. It's so, ah, uh, dude. Anyway, I'm not going to think about it any more than I am. Next time for sure, J-Mook. Dude, next time for sure. Obviously, Jamie's gonna win. Mm -hmm. I, dude, he's just he's just Armada. He's in his Armada phase right now. Armada was Mister Number Two for all. You remember that? Armada mm -hmm. was like no, Mister Number Two for like two years. Couldn't get first place to save his life, and then he was Mister Number One for a couple years. So, who's to say, right? Who's to say? Fair. Very fair. Anyway, let's get some callers in here. Um, yeah, I'm so fucking Jamie down to my skull at all times that uh, I I can't stop. I can't stop. Um, and so is our first caller, I believe. Oh, our first caller is so Jay McDonald. Hey, man. <laughs> Hello, uh, Aiden. It's been a long time since you've been on the program. Please introduce yourself. Where are you calling in from? And what's your question for us today, gamer? <laughs> hey, hey, what's up? Uh, my, name's, my name's Aiden, calling in from Southern California. Nice. Uh, you know, Hell just, yeah. Just oh, hanging out in my room right now. Wanted to talk to my <laughs> friend Mikey because I never fucking <laughs> see him anymore, dude. <laughs> Yeah, you switched up. That's okay. What's your question? What? <laughs> <laughs> Live beef here on the show. I switched up. I switched up. switched up. Uh, hmm. So my question, my question, we don't need to talk about whether or not I switched up or not. We don't feel like we talk about as that. A, a, as a neutral as, third party, as, as a neutral through. third party, I don't think you switched up that much. You could have switched up a lot more. I'll say it. You could have switched up a lot more. That's true. You could have yeah. switched up. I feel like you baby switched up. You know, you dyed your hair. <laughs> you know, it's like that whatever. Is true. That is a bit of a switch. I'll but like, see, not that I'll much. I don't feel one. like you switched I'll accept that, that one. <laughs> um, uh, the question I had was, uh, if I if I may, as somebody mm. who also worked at Beyond the Summit, um, I think like. You, when you are like the main Smash person at BTS, I think it kind of coincides with this like broader community responsibility that uh, a lot of people don't think about, like past like what mm. a job at that company might be, um, because you're kind of like this this representative in Smash that uh, c 
I wouldn't say controls, but but like has a lot of impact on like a lot of like community game pieces, so to speak. Um, and you're also representing the company instead of yourself, because like a lot of people, like yourself, right? Like community leader a long time, TO a long time, but now you have to be the BTS guy as well as the community guy, and you have to make decisions in like uh, public like communicate publicly with that sort of representation in mind. And even people like our good friend Anthony, I think had to make concessions in the way he chose to communicate mm. and make decisions yeah. uh, when he was in that position. Mm. Um, even as a, a stick to his guns guy as like Anthony is. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was wondering, what do you feel has changed the most in the way that uh, it, about your role in the community since joining BTS versus who you were in the community before. And I also kind of have like a smaller fun follow-up question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Agreed. I, you know, I was looking back on the, this is a website that doesn't exist anymore, but I went back on Wayback machine and took a look at twitter.com slash Pepis esports. And I was like, <laughs> Holy Hell shit. Yeah. I can't say any of this anymore, <laughs> ever. <laughs> um, so I think you're right. But, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I was very vocal in a lot of ways uh, before being with BTS. Um, a lot of them in just, like, clown ways that I, I feel are kind of unbefitting of <laughs> saying stuff when you work for whatever you get the point but um yeah i don't know i think that in, in a way this it's like the most brain power i've ever had to use because when you're not in a position like this you can kind of in a way let assumptions uh fill in the blanks of situations that you don't fully know about uh and i think that can lead you to being a little bit like, uh, how do I say this? Dug in on things in a way that you might not when you have to like take more viewpoints into consideration. Mm -hmm. um, which to can me, you, on one hand, about that, or, or probably not, but I'm just going to ask anyway. Um, I guess I'll uh, like. I think. A lot of it is about like community feedback in a way where like on one hand in the past, I would see somebody talking about like a format of a tournament or a tournament schedule or mm -hmm, some decision mm -hmm. that you made about, um, you know, why you put some player in summit over some other player ah. or something like that. I'd get really like I'd get like pretty defensive about it. And you get like, into this it. Is this is annoying um, because to me it is, I guess, taking space in my brain away from things that I actually think are uh, very important on a macro level. But I mm -hmm. try to also remember that on one hand, it is very annoying to be in this public facing role where a lot of people have like scrutiny on the things that you do. Um, but in those moments, it also, I think, is a really good opportunity for me to learn about things and consider them even when before I might just immediately be dismissive because it's like, well, this this is something that doesn't actually matter to me very much. But mm -hmm. 
I think that it is actually a really great opportunity that I get to be in a position where I um, do something that people care enough about to complain about, you know? <laughs> um, so, like, that, it's much better than doing something that nobody cares about at all. Um, and so now I, I think I'm trying to be a little bit more careful to not be dismissive of stuff like that. And to, mm-hmm. uh, I think Anthony, Anthony's talked about this also where, you know, like, uh, if you're a commentator, people are going to complain about you and that just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as a commentator, it's pretty easy to just, um, either one, let that get to you or two, discount it entirely. Uh, and say, well, yeah. this person is just a hater. But I do actually think that it's part of my job to like consider stuff like that without letting it dictate mm-hmm. how I work or what I do necessarily. But I do think that even in some like irrational um, bullshit arguments that people have, it's important for me to like listen and pay attention to that in a way that before I, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. funny you mentioned the commentator thing because I really deeply uh, resonate with that, right? I, yeah, because like yeah. you, you, I think you have to, you know, people will, this is kind of what I used to say uh, to my, more myself. And, and now I say to newer commentators is like, if you have the stomach for it, you know, you should try to get good at, uh, because I think it is a skill. You should see if you can get good at, um, how do I word this? Uh, picking out, because people will be like, people, you know, people come in and they'll be like, hey, this commentator's dog shit because they do this. And sometimes, you know, you just have to be like, hey, fuck you. That's just your personal preference, man, or whatever. But then sometimes it's like, okay, uh, maybe I could take something away from that and then ignore the part where they called me dog shit in kind of a mean spirited way. Uh, but maybe they're onto something in some small way. So if you could take like the little silver lining or like, you know, even fucking, yeah. And I, I could totally see how this would apply to like being an event organizer or something, right? Where it's like, you know, maybe Leffen comes up and he's like, hey, this event sucked balls uh, because this, this schedule thing or, or whatever, right? Or whatever. And then you go, okay, well, you know, I, you were kind of mean to me in this way or you said it in kind of a way that probably I would say it if I was in your shoes, but maybe there's a point in there that I can learn something from. And and I feel like that skill is, you know, it's really hard for people to take criticism um, and not take it personally. But there's, that's a thing that, you know, you can kind of learn to do. Uh, so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to hear you say that because I've kind of, I've definitely, I've definitely thought about that and tried to do that myself. There's an interesting dynamic, I think, at BTS where you are, if you are the like individual person or like one of the couple people who's like really focused on smash stuff. So like in Mikey's case, it's, uh, it, it sounds like it's primarily you and then like a bit Zane, mm-hmm. if I had to mm-hmm. like interpret. Um, and like for me, uh, like for, for Anthony, it was like him and Hotbid, And then it was like me and Hotbid. It's basically just like, and in a lot of ways, like it was just Anthony for a period of time and just me for a period of time. Like, and, mm-hmm. and to you, like when a lot of those responsibilities probably follow, like depending on like what Zane is working on, probably fall like solely to you, like mm-hmm. decision-making wise. And I think something really interesting when you're in that seat is uh, people will be critical of like BTS 
in like a fairly public fashion, which is fine. Like yeah. people, people can save like things they don't like, but what they don't realize is like when that criticism is about BTS and a decision they're making in smash, it's often just one or two guys making that yeah. decision. And you can pretty much like, like in my case, it was like, people would say like, why would summit do it like this? And the reality is like, you could just replace summit and say Aiden and like, but they don't understand that. So the criticism is like naturally very personal. And it's like, right. You have to sort of like trust yourself to be in the position to like take the criticism in stride and understand if it's valuable or not. While also like, uh, like leveraging your own voice to like speak up for your own decisions and like public yeah. forums and things like that, which I, yeah. like I always enjoyed that part and I, but it can also be like frustrating to be in the hot seat. Yeah. And I, I that's kind of why I think doing stuff like this is like being on this show is important because mm -hmm. like I, I can talk to people and hopefully let them know that like, Hey, I, I am here because I care about this a fucking lot, you know? And mm -hmm. like, I'm not always going to get everything right the first time. Uh, but God damn it. If I, uh, won't get it right, eventually, you'll get, <laughs> you <better. laughs> know, so I'm, I'm here to listen. A lot of my job I have found is, um, finding the right people to ask for help <laughs> because there are a lot that. of things that my brain is just like deficient on. Like I cannot solve all of these problems on my own and it is almost entirely on me to find the uh the sort of supplementary people that i can go to for stuff like that at every event something pops up where it's like well i gotta i gotta kind of go back to the drawing board on that i need to figure something out figure out someone to help with that i'm sorry to cut and run but i just <laughs> got a flash flood warning and it has been <laughs> pouring so i am gonna go see if my house is flooding and uh i i'm sorry to just leave like this but hey be I, safe man i was hey. surprised you guys didn't hear it through my mic it was like so loud and it just you kept going like this uh. that must be that discord noise suppression hey aiden well it's nothing That's you right. didn't go through with the ludwig smash invitational uh, so, <laughs> yeah. hey, you're well equipped to handle it is all i know <laughs> thank you thank i'll talk to you guys later bye-bye bye-bye bye -bye. love when water comes through the ceiling uh later do you guys know about that by the way i i i yeah. i, I I, I think I can, uh, I think I can, uh, I got a little bit of behind the scenes as to what actually happened. It was, it was basically, it was Luxor's fault, not anything to do with the venue or with, uh, uh, but apparently they, apparently like in the Luxor, like there's a big laundry, like facility room area that happens to be right above the esports arena and someone, basically someone fucked up that had nothing to do with, uh, you know, Ludwig's team, which is pretty I, funny. <laughs> that pyramid seems decrepit. I won't lie. <laughs> it is a pyramid. Yes, it is a pyramid indeed. Um, pyramid scheme. I love pyramid that. scheme. You got you got a pyramid. You, Aiden's got you. Aiden's got the scheme. <laughs> That's right. That's what they say. Uh, thank you for the call, Aiden. Appreciate that. Hope everything's going well. Uh, on is it super rainy in SoCal? What's going on? They it was rainy. It. I mean, it was a little bit rainy while we were there. If, uh, you, if you noticed, fascinating. <laughs> fascinating well is what it is uh let's get our next caller on we got a couple couple people waiting in the wings and looks like it's gonna be gallant samuel what's up samuel where are you calling in from what you got for us today hey uh i'm calling in from vancouver canada just Hell like yeah. Yeah. 
Ah. So true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Just like uh, Nardwar. So my question is, uh, I've been TOing local events for about 10 years now, and uh, just recently have been helping out with majors. Uh, and I've been really struggling to find ways to bring normies into the scene and to our events. So what do you think are some of the biggest things TOs could be doing to bring newer people into the scene and into their events? Whoa. Good question. This is the Who's question. Who's the target audience here? Yeah, is it normies or is it people who are 10% invested? Just anybody that isn't attending, what do you think we should do to bring them to the event? So this is yeah. specifically for in-person and not just viewership. Yeah, specifically for in-person. You know, I like to talk a lot um, kind of about macro issues in the community like this. Uh, I think that um, broadly, it's really good for people to be a part of a community like Melee um, because uh, people get lonely nowadays, I think, a lot, and increasingly so. And um, having something that connects you to other people... I cut this. I basically self-insert wrote this into that Tafikins hologram, if you watch that. Um, but I think it's really important for people to uh, find spaces where they can... Uh, be around other people who share, like, a common interest with them. Um, and so I, I think that we might be able to do a little bit more to, like, sort of talk about the community in that meta way, where Melee is not just, like, a video game that you play because it's nice and fun, and at the top level, it's very exciting to watch, uh, and it has all these cool mechanics. All All of these things, of course, are true, but... If I were to make the pitch to somebody to join Melee, what I would say is that um, you will find a really open community where you can come in and um, not only, you know, have a good time for yourself, but also be, like, useful in a lot of ways. I think that Melee in particular provides people a ton of ways that they can... Um, you know, get involved and have like a direct impact. So many of our scenes are literally built on the back of one person. And if they go away, the infrastructure completely collapses. Um, and, you know, you're not always going to become like a top commentator or TO a major or anything like that. But I think that that experience is, is good for you, even if you don't get to that level. Um, the happiest I ever was in the Melee community was uh, going to tournaments and knowing that I would lose week in and week out. Um, because I had no expectations for myself, and I would just go and see my friends, and it would be great. Um, and I think that experience is really valuable. And I think that if you want to, you can also um, become of great use to our community. Uh, and I think we should talk about that more. Mm -hmm. Dude, I... Um, yeah, that's... Dude, it's... I had I had this like fucking dream. Uh, th that 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 was all like practical stuff. I have a dream, Mikey. Can I tell you my dream? Yeah. I once I once bounced this off of Aiden. Actually, I was like, Aiden, could this be done? Uh, and the answer I got back was like, Well, it would be really hard, dude. I <laughs> want to do a melee music festival. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? I want a music festival that is a melee tournament. I that's this, what I want. I, I I've been thinking about this lately too, and all of the musicians that have like ties to melee and weird. There's places. a couple of them. Yeah, I mean, I Porter, think, Porter fucking Porter, Robinson, dude. 
He he Dude. saw there was an apology man tweet about a spark tweet this weekend that Porter got its way to Porter Robinson. God, my favorite oh. tweets are apology man tweets about spark tweets, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, yeah, but I think that kind of fits into what I'm saying where melee is this holistic social experience. Right. Um, and that, that's like kind of the smash camp thesis, right? Like it's not just a melee tournament. You, you need to do, you, if you're going to run a tournament, it shouldn't just be the big one. It should be something where people go to have fun in some way, you know? You'll get people from just that alone. I feel like, and by the way, I feel like that makes you, you like uniquely qualified to like sort of receive this question. Um, but yeah, something like that alone, I think will get people out, right? Because yeah, it's, yes. if you just want to run yet another major, it's like, what are you really going to do to set yourself apart? But, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, I think a great example is like Aaron Fate, right? Like even in an era where a lot of the top NA players, for better or for worse, kind of stopped going to a lot of the dream hacks and things like that in, in Europe. Mind you, not the, not, nothing against, obviously, DreamHack. I mean, DreamHack's a fucking dope event, and I feel like more people should go. But point is, people were going to air, and people were going to fade because it's so unique, and it's so different, and it's, an, and it's, a, it's a really community-centric kind of mm -hmm. experience that, that offers something that a lot of other events aren't going to offer. And so, uh, and I feel like Smash Camp kind of is that, and, and I was going to go to Smash Camp Oregon, but of course, LSI got scheduled over it. Yep. <laughs> but, um, you know, I really want to make it to the next one. And it seems like everyone has an amazing time each time. So there's got to be, there's got to be ways to do more stuff like that, right? Like there's got to be more ways to break ground. Uh, and this is something that I hear from, from people from other scenes a good bit. You know, we had some of the chess guys uh, from like the chess pro channel. They came and they hung out at Gommel and get on my level had, uh, you know, really sick production value in the venue and, and, you know, it had those crew battles, like the pop-up crew battles, which were awesome. And then it had the boat party. And then we were on a boat and we were partying. And there was like fucking, you know, uh, there were a bunch of smashers on a boat and there was a nice view of the Toronto skyline. It was a really good day at a karaoke thing. And Hungrybox, you know, kept jumping the line or whatever. And it was great. And it was, and that's the kind of thing where you're like, man, I was on a boat with Mango. That was awesome. You know, like people will remember that and it's unique and it probably cost a bunch of money. But like, you know, that's the kind of thing that they worked up to over years and years. And I think that there's definitely a, there's there's got to be a gazillion ideas that I know it's hard. I know it's hard to do these sorts of things, but but, you know, like there's got to be niches that are that are that are yeah. yet unfulfilled. Let's put it. You that know, way. we can always make things more accessible, but like Smash Camp. There's nothing special about me when it comes to Smash Camp. There's nothing really, like, in particular that could have stopped anyone from putting down, like, uh, you need $1,500 for your deposit, but, <laughs> you know, maybe you could scrape that together and and, and make it happen. But, like, that, uh, no, like, you, you can do this <laughs> right. if you want right. to. Right. Uh, now, like, the music festival idea, that one's harder. For sure. That one's a little it. bit more difficult. Yeah, that but we can difficult. build up to it. It's even as simple as just like finding a cool bar, asking them if they want more yeah. people to come in there on a Tuesday night or something like that. Yeah, that absolutely. That, that was the foundry thing. That was the even the Kings of Cali thing, right? Yeah. Those were dope. Those were great tourneys. Those were great tourneys. We had, mm -hmm. I remember how stoked we were back in the day to be able to watch, you know, you, because the melee was on one side of the, but it was a pretty big bar. People, you were there. And on one side would be all the melee setups for the tournament. And then you'd go to the bar bar where the actual bar was. And then they put the melee on the TV screen where mm -hmm. they normally would be playing sports. And there were like angry, not angry. There were confused middle-aged white people 
uh, who were like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Where's the, where's the football? And that was funny. Uh, you know, but whatever. It was great. It was a great time. This was 2013 or 2012 or whatever. Yeah. Everyone, no one knew what the hell they were doing. It was great. Uh, 10 years later, I would not say that that many people have successfully replicated that experience. So, you know, that's, that's an angle. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, try it. Why not? <laughs> if you're out I love there. it. I love it. Um, the last thing I kind of want to say is that, like, there's definitely also an angle that, like, I saw it, that it was like the trailer for uh, what the hell was it? It's Oregon, I think. It's the, I, I just forget the name of the ass. series, but it's, is it Ass? Is that I the just, basement like, one? Yeah, the basement one where yeah, they had the fucking. That was so sick. Where they had the trailer, and you know, it starts with the guy, and he's like, "Fuck, playing these fucking slippy falcos, fucking sucks." That's right. And then the friend hits him up, and it's like, "Yeah, well, that plays really bad for your mental. You should go to a local." I feel like even well, okay, one that idea of bringing out slippy kids. That's like you know, part of me wants to say like, "Fuck cater, fuck marketing to normies." Because getting normies in is hard. But getting slippy kids to go to locals, there's a shitload of slippy kids that I bet go, don't go to their locals, right? And I feel like we could, de- I feel like probably every scene could be doing a much better job of figuring out how to get slippy kids, like making a pipeline from slippy kid to IRL attendee. I don't, I, I'm not saying I know what that looks like, but but if, you're, if, if, if you go down the rabbit hole of like, how do I get normies to come to tournaments and you get stuck, maybe think about it more like, how do I get slippy kids to come to tournaments? Because I feel like that's doable. And I don't necessarily have like a great answer for this, but if I could like socially engineer one thing about the melee community, I would take more focus off of our top level competition and put it more into emphasizing the experience of the everyday melee player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that in and of itself is a compelling thing. Um, even without the top players, if we didn't have that, we didn't have top level competition. Melee is still something that I would be interested in just because of how yeah. compelling that is. Um, Great. How that happens, I don't know. Like, you have to change the way that you talk about things, I guess. Like, I try to be mindful of that. And whenever I talk on a platform, I, I often try to talk about that because I think it's really important. Um, uh, so, I don't know. Go tell people that locals are cool and you should go to them. Hell yeah. Um, thank you for the question, Samuel. And uh, by the way, gotta say, uh, love everything the Gallant team does. Obviously, can't wait to see y'all at the next uh, Battle BC. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, for Samuel. Sure. You got any shout outs you want to do? Uh, shout out to uh, Kevin Deer. I am skipping the Gallant meeting uh, as we speak uh, because mm. I forgot it was happening. So, well, yeah. you know, it is what it Tell is. Tell him I said hi. That. <laughs> I will. And uh, also shout outs to the DaVinci twins uh, for <laughs> letting me pay them $100 to get Ouch into Summit. Shout out Ouch. Shout oh, out to the twins. Yeah, that was really cool. That was really cool. Wow, $100. That's yeah. not, not too yeah, bad. That was like an in-person, in-person thing, right? Well, yeah. have a good one, Samuel. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Hell yeah. Let's get our next caller in here. Uh, this is going to be our uh, last couple one. More. Mm-hmm. Ben Siu, welcome to the show, Ben Siu. Uh, uh, what you got for us today? Hello. Um, so we used to see each summit having many skits and content pieces. Uh, for example, Smash Summit 5 had eight content pieces. How do you feel the level of summit skit creativity has changed over time? 
especially after having lost key players to Mogul Moves and Team Liquid. And so I love your voice. Um, Thanks. We're very busy, especially our content <laughs> team. Our content team right now consists of three people who have to make stuff for Juiced. And, well, kind of. It's more than three people. Uh, but it, it's a very small team. Uh, they have to make stuff for Juiced and Papa John's and Monster Energy and uh, Coinbase and a whole bunch of these white label projects that that uh, pop up. But I also do think that it's somewhat attributable to the level of polish that we have come to find to be acceptable in Summit content pieces going uh, pretty far up mm -hmm. uh, to the point where if we don't feel that a piece is good, uh, then it's going to get left on the cutting room floor um, because we would rather... You know, maintain the quality of our of our content, then uh, you know, kind of water it down by doing so that. Do you think that a lot of the pieces in the past were you were putting out more because you were sad, you wanted to put out more, and then there was just a lower standard? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I can't really speak to like the particular content process of past summit events, um, but I know that like. Dan and his team, um, they feel like the polish on the content now is is uh, the standard for it is a lot higher. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, and I, I think some of that is kind of just evident when you when you go back and watch that stuff versus now. Um, and, and you know that was when they were basically only having like one thing to focus on at a time. It would be like Dota Summit or Smash Summit or CS Summit or Rocket League Summit or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um you know the crazy thing to uh, to guess I give you give you some like inside baseball here is that like um I don't know if you pay any attention to the Dota scene at all, you know that uh there's kind of been a bit of a shake up there. And uh yeah. we usually do uh a um a branch of Dota Pro Circuit, which is kind of their like league play in Dota, uh, and we didn't get the uh, we didn't get the contract for that this year. Uh, which normally, you know, back in the day, that would be like, well, shit, that's like a third of what we do. But the fact that we're still like good because of all of these like white label projects that people don't often like associate BTS with, but that take up most of our bandwidth is is kind of like it, it it makes things a little bit <laughs> you know hectic for us on a day-to-day -day level so uh the you know it's it's like a complicated <laughs> corporate answer i guess but that's that's really the truth of the matter do you feel like because it, yeah it's, it's it's funny because i feel like for, on, on on one hand um Man, I don't know. I feel like you guys have gotten more... What's the word? Like, there's more of a theme. And theme's not even the right word. Like, okay, what I mean by that is, like, a couple summits ago, there was the... Um, and I don't even know if you worked this summit. I forget. But it was the, it, there was the Choose Your Own Adventure, you know? And then, yeah, obviously, yeah. last summit, which was extremely unfortunate what happened with the COVID situation, but the whole Survivor thing was, like, that was, like, really fucking cool, and that was new. And, you know, I think sometimes people think of creativity in terms of the what, what the creative team is bringing to the table or or i guess you know I, again whoever you consider to be part of sort of mm. that creative process 
people kind of people say, well, I guess that's the skits, the skits, like the specific videos. That's the, yeah. that's creative. But I feel like it's kind of blended a little bit where there's obviously you have your skits and those are, you know, these individual packages that do end up on YouTube. But also there's this tie in to like the actual theme of the event. And I feel like that's gotten a lot tighter over the years. Like I couldn't tell you what the theme of Smash Summit like three was, uh, except that I think that mm -hmm. one was sponsored by Weed Maps. Um, Correct. But I can tell you that you know there was the the the, the, the there was the Valentine's Day kind of uh, summit with the with the visual novels, and there was the the choose your own adventure one with the kind of the you know I think that was like the Black Mirror out one, and and especially you know the more recent one, sur the Survivor theme. I feel like the space theme with the side events, you know, that all kind of ties together, and I feel like that's gotten a lot more cohesive. Um, so from my perspective, it feels like it's only gone up and up in that sense, right? Um, but I don't know what you think about that. I don't know if you think that's and 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 even how that happens, like, did you just walk in? Did you walk into the 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 the? the, the well, I guess you're mostly remote, but did you log on to a meeting one day and you're just like, guys, fucking space? Like, yeah. how did that happen? That is that that's exactly what happened. We do intentionally every event sit down and uh, brainstorm uh, theme ideas like that. Uh, the Survivor one was a, a bit of a baby of mine because I'm a big Survivor fan, and I oh fuck yeah be great to have melee players play survivor uh, so i'm really bummed we didn't get to finish that um but yeah that i mean that is something that we we tie that into everything that we try to do and you know sometimes you know it doesn't happen for one reason or another that it's mm -hmm. quite as cohesive as it could be uh but we try to integrate that into the to the sketches and into the set design and into the side events that we do um that is oh, the set know, design was so good yeah that actually um we we kind of uh, have assigned one guy, Rob, on our team to sort of like be in charge of that uh, sort of competition room set design now, um, uh, which is great. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Rob is primarily, in terms of his title, hospitality. Correct. <laughs> yes. That's insane. That is insane. The fact yeah. that like. You know, Rob, like I wanted to play Rob and, and, and we wanted we were talking about playing chess or something and he's like, Oh yeah, I gotta go uh I gotta run some people in a shuttle. And I was like, Man, that is so funny that they've got you obviously your yeah, you know, your 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 job title is like hospitality, but he killed it. I mean, you know, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, it's just watch any of the matches and look at the player cam and it looks like they're playing like in a space station. It's right behind me right now. That. You can see it on on the CRT. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You actually kind of, you kind of can, yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Like that to me. Well, I don't know. I don't know if just everyone at Summit is just ridiculously talented, but like that is so crazy to me. Uh, uh, yeah. That, that you've I, got a you yeah. know, hospitality guy doing set design at that level. I do think that is actually the truth of the matter. That we're, we're everyone at Summit is just cracked. <laughs> very that's cool. Just, that's just kind of how it is. Uh, it's mm -hmm. it's very cool to be a part of. Fuck yeah! Well, can't wait to see what. The next one entails. If you ever need any, uh, by the way, if you ever need any crazy themes, I got you. Oh, I'm always my door's open, Telf. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna think of some 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 sick themes for you. <laughs> sick, sick. Uh, one well, thing from one thing I wanted to ask real quick to kind of put a put a pin in this because I was just curious. I mean, you said early on you're like okay well it's three people and we're working on a ton of things i'm just wondering is everyone spread real thin over there hard you know i, <laughs> I don't want to you know i, I don't want to sell people short or anything like that or say that our quality of work is like not good or anything oh that's I think not it, what i was trying to yeah. imply yeah but uh 
you know, we're we're looking for more help. Actually, I think there is a job listing up for uh, a content hey, position. Yeah. Uh, so if you're interested in that, uh, head on over to BeyondTheSummit.tv and click on careers, and uh, you can you can check that out. Make things Love a little that. easier for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's uh. I don't know. It's it's always really sick just because um. I don't know. There's kind of been this like you know like person who does really cool things in the smash community like yourself to be on the summit pipeline and i feel like every time that kind of happens it's always to me i feel it's like a really big dub for the community um yeah so so yeah can't 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 wait to see what the future holds uh there obviously at this point i've met more people at summit than obviously just the people who came from the smash community Mm -hmm. um but but yeah it's just it's just such a such a pleasure always working with the, the summit folks so yeah, I can. I mean, I can definitely chime in and say that if anyone's thinking about that as a career path or or, or what have you, uh, definitely good people over there. So, there's my little yeah. plug for you. Check it out. <laughs> You'll learn well, a lot you, of skills. Well, thank you, Ben Sue. So thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Any shout outs you want to do? Um, yeah, so I'm oh, actually calling in from uh, ACT Australia. So I want to shout out uh, some of the Australian TOs. I uh, just want to shout out some old school TOs like Cami, who carried the ACT scene on his back for a long time. Uh, some new school TOs like Finray and Garfield. And I also want to shout out uh, the late legend uh, Dennis Wang, who passed away a few weeks ago. Uh, but he uh, TO'd so many Sydney events. Uh, and he was also the mastermind behind Phantom. Uh, so yeah, may wow. he rest in peace. Uh, also, shout outs to Golden Guardians and Beyond the Summit for supporting Melee and bringing us amazing content all the time. Thank you yeah. so much, Bensu. Appreciate that. Am I Thanks saying so your much. name correctly, by the way? Is it Bensu? Yeah, that's correct. Perfect. Wonderful. Have a great one. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Um, I wonder why... I wonder why Bensu... I feel like I really liked Bensu's voice. I wonder why Bensu's voice to me sounds a lot more like posh and proper than like, you know, fucking like, hey, I'll say it, Josh, man. <laughs> Well, I think it's different. Some things different we'll never parts, know. Parts, right? Just like it how the English parts. accents yeah. can be different from different parts. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm just not. I don't know enough about. I got to make a trip over to Australia one day. Just learn about the beautiful. Yeah. Country. Josh is a bit more uh, bogan, as they say. He seems. Yeah, I don't even really know what bogan means, but I, I can I feel. Like, yeah, I can <laughs> feel what it means from. It's like an Australian yeah. redneck, basically. Is what they, <laughs> nice. <what> they <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well. Love all the Aussies out there. Uh, I think that's it for the questions for today, Mikey. So the last thing we do on the program, uh, as you kind of saw, we did answering the questions from last week is we get to do a little thing where we poll our YouTube audience, not poll, poll's the wrong word, but we ask our YouTube audience some question about the game or about some bullshit. It can be literally anything you want. Uh, and, and, you know, Homemade Waffles was on one time and basically I think his question was who would win uh, in Melee between LeBron and Steph Curry. You know, it could be something like that. It could be literally anything. So uh, with that said, what question would you like to pose to the greater YouTube Super Smash Brothers Melee audience out there uh, that tunes in every week? Um, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to steal one from from something Toph just said. Give me your ideal summit theme ideas. Oh, that's so sick. That's so what sick. do you want to see? Hell yeah, dude. Oh, man. Imagine. Oh, dude. There's so many good. <sighs> Yeah, maybe maybe we'll catch some inspiration here. Maybe you'll see your community voice idea 
on Smash Summit 15. And then they'll get a job, Fuck, right? Yeah. That's yes. how it works. I will promise Maybe. this right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, is, he is still learning to be the face of a company, but he's doing a great job. Imagine just like, okay, I got a sick theme. I got a sick theme. Shoot, yeah. what is it? Fire. <laughs> Water. Okay. Like you're Air. in a burning building. <laughs> Earth. Think about it. The, Think the about four it. Nations what could be... live together in harmony. Okay, sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. At the beginning of the event, you set the building on fire and the competitors yes. have to play through it. What could this be more? It's not intense? a format that favors Hungry Box. Those matches need to go fast. Dude, That's we can. We we can't even do basketball ever again. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that's true. Don't that's make true. when you comment. Don't make your comment fire summit. <laughs> all your ideas will be fire by default, so you could just assume it's there. Exactly. Right. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. There's a there's this there's this joke in community Dude, that popped up in sick. two different episodes where one character says, uh. Fire can't go through doors. It's not a ghost, dummy. And then in a in a later episode, they say ghosts can't go through doors. It's not fire, dummy. <laughs> what is this from? Community. The TV no, show. Shit. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That there makes was some sense. growth in between those episodes, I think. Yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. Some so maybe rain. we just contain it in a fire room because it, it can't go through doors. That right. makes sense. And you should probably yeah. get Rob on that. Rob could probably just do that. Yeah, just <laughs> pull I feel out like the we're, old... getting, we're getting escape room vibes here a little bit, I feel. Yeah. Dude, pull out um, the old kerosene canister, Rob. Let's get this shit popping. Bro, dead, dead, dead ass. Dead ass. This isn't a theme, but like, I've thought about like, what if for a side event, because this could be a pretty substantial side event, like an escape room. Oh, yeah. You uh, know what I'm saying? We could do I'm not, it. You definitely could do it. Yeah, I know. It'd be, I mean, I'm just, it would be, it would definitely be work. Um, but it's kind of a dope idea. NGL. Yeah. I wonder NGL. how we would. There's some you, things have you that done, are like. Have you done any skate? Have you been any? Like, I have. Yeah. I've done a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, man, I wonder how you would do that in a way that is like presentable on a broadcast. That's, that's always the challenge. Mm. But it, it would take yeah. some lead up time to do something like that. But maybe I mean we got we got four months until Ult Summit and six months until Melee Summit. That's a leak, I guess. I just said it's not but. impossible now. <laughs> but, uh, it's kind of yeah. It's it happens on a bi fucking annual cadence. Like ooh. yeah, sure. It's yeah, in those time periods. You can figure yeah, it out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got we got a little bit of time. So I'm I'm trying I'm trying to get a little bit custom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that would, dude. Yeah, there, dude. Okay. One of my favorite, one of my favorite early summit. I just, you know, before we go, one of my favorite early uh, Smash Summit things that we did. That like I would when I heard about it, it was a side event, and when I heard about it, I was like, "Is that gonna? There's no way that's gonna be that good." Um, but I bring it up from time to time. Is uh, the fucking hide and seek? This was pretty early on. This was when mm. it was back at the house. There was a hide and seek game, and I was like, "Bro, there's no crazy. way." There's no way. There's no way that this could possibly be good. You just go in each of the rooms and you look at all the fucking places and you find everybody. And it was it was actually really hard to find. Some people stayed hidden for like 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> I think, PP, you were one of them. Do you remember where you hid? You hid somewhere. I was that one was... of them? Oh. Why? Because I remember the meme in chat was search every nook and cranny. Is that where that came from? People's champ to find oh. Kevin Nanny. People's champ. 
Oh, is that where that came oh, from? Oh, wow. Yeah, because Scar was looking for you. And and he took you. It took a good bit of time to find you, as I recall. I, anyway. I vaguely remember my spot being really bad. I think they just didn't expect it. I thought that event was super fun. I go back and I watch it from time to time because it's on the YouTube. Um, and that shit was really fun. Especially from like, you know, I played hide and seek as a kid. And it's usually not the most compelling game because usually there's only a certain number of places you can hide in a house. Um, and I was like, dude, this is actually hard and like fun. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, just saying. There's some ideas that definitely haven't been done. Yeah. For sure. There's we'll always we'll always come up with something, you know, yeah. some, something yeah, to keep yeah. fresh and nice. Well, thank you uh, for coming on the program, Mikey. This was dope. This is the last Radio Melee episode we're doing for a couple weeks uh, as we end uh, season four. We, I should say we take a little hiatus because of season, the, the end of season four here on Golden Guardians. But, uh, well, you know, we'll be back uh, uh, taking a couple weeks off. But as the tournament season is really kicking into overdrive. There's there's going to be a lot of melee to watch for you guys anyway. Mm -hmm. And when you need us the most, after the wave of winter tournaments, we'll be back with some fire stuff, probably for season five, which is as yet unannounced. I'm kind of making this up. There's probably mm -hmm. season five. I have to imagine season five comes after mm -hmm. season four. It makes sense. Unless we go into a name system instead of a number-based system. But thank you, Mikey, so much for coming on. Appreciate it. And uh, I guess this is, this is about it. So... Uh, PP, thank you again for uh, for, yes, for hosting with me all these weeks. We'll see y'all sooner than you realize, mm. but later than you expect. Watch yeah. four side fights in the meantime. That's what. Oh, four side fights is so fire! Yeah, go check that, that out. That. Hey, which channel is that on? Final plug. Uh, which channel is that on? Twitch.tv slash Melee on me Thursday. Melee on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Thursday right. we'll have one. Big. This Thursday, in the afternoon, sometime. Yeah. Five p.m. ish. Around five six, 6 p.m. ish. Yeah. Anyway. Peace out, everybody. This has been Radio Melee signing out. See you signing next year. Out.